This is the Everything is Marketing podcast, and for Sunday, a, a bit of something different for you guys. Uh, this is a podcast I did about a year and a half ago um, with a friend of mine named Adrian Butler. We were working on a concept called Dinner and a Podcast that I'm hoping to bring back, but I want to test it out and see what you uh, have as feedback going forward because uh, I've got a couple places that are interested in being spots that I could do this at, but I just want to see if people are into it before I go full long into yet another podcast. So. I figured I would play this one because lots of people dug it. Uh, it is dinner in a podcast, or was dinner in a podcast from a year and a half ago with Adrian Butler. Have a wonderful Sunday. Enjoy. This is normally the Everything is Marketing podcast. Today, uh, think of it as Sunday brunch. A little bit longer conversation, still about marketing. Have an awesome day. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. Did you do voice training and stuff? No. You didn't? Mm-hmm. This is just, you just talk all the time? Like you don't, does your voice ever like get tired? Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it does. Mostly like December is a brutal month just mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I just think like when the, the when the weather gets super dry yeah. yeah but for the most part i can go for a long time okay i okay. on when i teach on wednesdays yeah. when i start at six in the morning or seven in the morning and then i'm still going till 10 at night yeah, yeah. that day is brutal okay. but okay for the most part um i can kind of keep it all in check yeah i was i was, I was listening. did you i was listening no i mean i i took some acting classes in middle school that's about it but i did my church was like really um I think I got a lot of stuff. I learned a lot from church, honestly. Where'd you go to church? Messiah Baptist, which is like... Now, did you... So, um, did you perform at that point? Oh, yeah. Like, my senior... Oh, this, uh, yeah. I started out doing Christian rap music when I was, like, 18 years old. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I, I was rapping, like, around 16, 17, but just, like, at the high school, just, like, doing, like, like writing lyrics and, and stuff like that. But then, then I tried to be like a really good Christian from like the ages of like 18 to like 22 or 23. And how did that work out for you? Uh, It was very frustrating. (laughs) 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 It was, it was really frustrating. And, um, but, but yeah, so anyway, like that's, that's where I, there were like plays and there were like things in which like I would have to talk in front of like the church and then I just kept doing it. And then, got better i guess i sang in choir but that didn't i I can't sing so i was just doing that because they were like hot girls in the choir right right my parents were like super strict and they were like oh are those girls those are in fact thin mints yeah yeah (laughs) this is great is this is it gonna be like this every time i come over here i hope so yeah gonna be beer yeah oh there will always be a beer i don't well i mean (laughs) girl scout cookies are kind of seasonal so it'd be some Mm -hmm. other cookie but yes Mm -hmm. we'll have something for sure uh, so the show is called Dinner and a Podcast. Joining me right now, Adrian Butler, if, Yo. Uh, if you don't know him. But uh, we've been just sort of talking on and off. Um, and your expertise, obviously, as, as you were just alluding to, is in music. And you, you started at a church. Yep. You did some acting. Um, but, and you, you started, you just said, you started rapping at eight, you know, 16, 17. Yeah, yeah. Went into the, the Christian universe, uh, you know, from that eight, is a universe, 18 man. to 22. <laughs> well, I mean, it yeah, is, yeah. Uh, you know, because you, you kind of have to. There are some... And I think this is fair to say there are some decent hip hop outfits out of the Christian universe. Yes, not very many though. No, 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 not very many. And then, uh, so you you fight that the whole time. 
You know, like you tell people you're a Christian rap artist, and they're like, "Oh, you're, oh, you're, you're whack." Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> right. which isn't it? I mean, in, um, a, in a which is fascinating in a country like this, and and I don't know how. Again, second show, I don't know how far we really want to go with all this stuff, but yeah, you and I have been friends for a while, shit, a decade, right? At least, uh, okay, uh, sure, probably decade. it has to be at yeah. this point. Let's, yeah, it's 2014. Nah, I say like six. I say six years. I think it's about six years. But you and I have never really talked about this, although we have talked about this. And isn't it interesting in a country like we live in that embraces Christianity in the way in which they embrace Christianity, but still there's a kind of uh, wall of racism? Like, well, you know, there's Christianity, but I mean, how could there be really hip hop Christianity? No, 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 no. That's a whole, uh, especially around here, like. Oh, I'm sure there's where of other where we where we are. Yeah, the same. but 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 since I'm here, I can I can only I can speak to this is that yeah, you definitely you're, you're not going to hear any Christian hip hop on any of the Christian stations, right? Barely. Now, when you did, it was that one dude, uh, KJ Five Two, I think, right? And he had that song about Eminem, right? And he wrote a letter to Eminem. So then, like the next single he did, he like wrote another letter to Eminem, <laughs> and then another, it was like this is how I can get on the radio, well, and, you know? And, what and, and that's you know that's kind of why I wanted to 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 you know add you into the mix because you and I have these awesome conversations about music but nobody else ever gets to hear them that's true you know because on SNX I, I have three or four minutes right right so we, we talk about what you have coming up we play oh, for what sure. you have coming up and then, then we bounce but last week your album release was on Saturday it was sold out at Billy's everybody um, was saying how great this performance is people are talking about this EP which is fantastic um yeah. But you and I had started, and be, kind of before we get here, I want to talk a little bit more about you because I, I, I find okay. you a fascinating cat. And so, like, <laughs> as, as you're going through this process, though, yeah. and we had talked last week, you've made the leap. You have a, a child on the way, April yep. 30th, but you've made this traumatically scary ass leap where you, this is what you're doing. You're making music. Yep. You're, you're, yep. you're a guy making music in America. And, and I'm not moving. I'm not leaving, and, and, and I'm not. I'm not about to move to New York or L.A. Right. or, or so some 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 large you've, metropolis. You've clearly you know what I'm saying? So, bumped your head very hard that you want. You know, you want to make it work here in Grand Rapids, but it's yeah. so far it's working right now. When, yeah, but when when did you get to the point that you were confident enough that that this was even a kernel? Because because okay, it it came from it. It wasn't like it wasn't like um, I've been confident enough that like that that my music is good enough and that I have uh, the potential to uh, to be good enough to to make money at this and and to do it professionally. However, and you um, had that forever, or I had that confidence probably since like 2010. You know what I'm saying? So, around around that time, yeah. 2009, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, what was it, the turning it, point from going to like? Well, the turning point was that I always have had to have a job. I've always had to work retail, and and the turning point for me was just having a, a retail job that I that I I actually finally you know being a retail manager. You know how those hours are? They're crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm married when you get around the holidays and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's just like I just got, I just got to a point where like I, I I had a retail job that I just hated. You know, like like financially, I was making, you know, in the retail world, I was doing pretty well. Sure, you know what I'm saying. And but I just didn't have time, and I, I had a, I got sick of my mind being filled with like all these ideas, all these lyric ideas, um, song ideas, t-shirt ideas, 
name any any creative idea any source of inspiration that i would have at the beginning of the day would like be gone by the end of the day right and the, the, actually the, i can remember the, the night that it happened there's um grizzly bears two weeks that song um i've been i've i, I, I want to do a video to it uh, i want to steal the beat and um <laughs> and, and make a video right and i've been wanting to do this for since i've heard the song and i have like half of the song written and I finally connected with um, someone to do video for it. And I'm really excited. This is like a really great person sure. to work with. Like, right. I think I'd be able to work with them. So we get together and we finally meet. It's like 11 o'clock Excuse me. on a Wednesday night. And I get there after work and my mind is just gone. Like, I just have no, you know, because I, I had actually did the open to close thing. And I had done the open to close thing before. In my mind, I'm thinking, like, well, I loved, I, I've been wanting to do this for so long. Right. I have all these ideas. I'll be fine. But I get, I, we, we sit down and we start talking about it. And I was, my mind just went blank. And I just couldn't even, I couldn't express the ideas that I thought I had. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't not give my time to something i have so much passion so, about so what's it like what do you what'd you do today <laughs> today uh I just wanna, okay like, yeah 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 let's do this a day in my life uh today i took my daughter to school at we we got to the school at seven forty-five, and then i went to work out and uh i worked out until about nine o'clock and then i met my brother for breakfast at nine thirty. This is this is a good day so this far, right? This seems like a charmed life, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I want to quit my job right now, actually. So then, uh, so then after I had breakfast with my brother at Real Food Cafe, which is awesome. Um, Alger Heights, or yep, Alger Heights, because yeah. I live over there. Yep. Um, and so after that, uh, it was back home. And so from about ten fifteen until two o'clock, um, emails, emails, emails. Uh, I spent about an hour on music, and then more emails. So even so, that, so, so like, like so, so like, even when you've you've kind of made that that leap that every you know you're surrounded by, and, and I think in some ways we all are. We surround ourselves with people that, um, in some way, shape, or form, are kind of yes men, right? Mm-hmm. Every idea is a brilliant idea, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every these are the guys that get you in trouble when you go to Vegas, like these. You oh know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you you obviously have people in your life who thought this was an awesome idea, right? This is the, uh, this is the no. No, really? no, no. Nobody nobody knew I was going to quit my job. My wife, my wife was cool with it because well, I would imagine she'd have financially. <laughs> yeah, cuz we got a baby on the right. way. Financially, we, financially we were okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't it wasn't we weren't going to take a big hit right away. Um but yeah, man, it's 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 hard. Today today was an easier day, but it wasn't easy because No, so like what I, I because was, those emails yeah, so What that, up, sir? That, those emails suck. That's kind of what I was going to say. It like sucks even, up all your time. Even when you've taken this jump that everybody from the outside would go, oh, man, you're a rock star. You know, yeah. you're doing hip-hop music. <laughs> you, you sit in the studio all day long, and, you know, you get high, and you're drunk, and you write whatever. You know, but, here, you know, sit down, Julian. You can go sit over here. You're fine. Um, you know, e- even in all that, there's still the tentacles of corporate culture that you've got to answer emails for six hours a day well yeah because you know what though as a musician or at least in in what i'm doing i'm not i'm dealing with a lot of people that aren't musicians you know what i'm saying right that's that and and their their lives are very different Yeah, yeah yeah so so while i want to be working on music 
you know, I would have loved to have been working on music from like 10.30 to, to 2.30 today, but it just didn't work. Do you just, take a day out of the week and just do that? Like, yeah, yeah. So like Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday will be like that. Mo- like Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, um, Friday morning, usually from about, I don't know, man, like 7.30, 8 o'clock until usually about 11 or 12, I can get a lot of stuff done. I usually have a chunk of time because nobody is really bothering me at that time. I can um I can safely I can safely like stay away from the computer for a few hours right. on those days. If I if I do all my if I if I take care of some of the correspondence things like Monday and Tuesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 the thing. But it's it's the other hard thing is is just there's no there's no there's no time to like stop, you know what I mean? Like after like when I leave here, when I go back home, I'm going to be working on music again tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't. There's are no. You more, are you more creative at night then, or it? It just depends. It really. I, like it it depends. It just. It. it just. Well, there's that, but then I, I kind of have to make myself do it yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like I can't just. Um, I can't just wait for like inspiration. I have to. I have to. I have to. You know, everything I've read about a lot of successful writers and successful artists is um, indicates that that they kind of have some discipline involved in well, what th- they do too I think you, you know certainly, what I mean? so do, do you do you know who Stephen Pressfield is no I don't okay so he wrote um the legend of bagger vance okay the golf, okay. The golf yep. book that became a golf movie um and he wrote this book the war on art um, I have that book okay so okay so he's probably, the art so yeah, I should actually know sh- who this is sh- <laughs> yes so I mean so yeah so I mean that whole book is about being disciplined and, and knowing that you need to kind of get yeah up, it, you know, he's got early in the book has a whole process of I get up in the morning, I drink coffee from X to Y, I yeah. read the paper from Z to A, and okay. then okay. You know, I start writing from. T- my favorite part in the book is when he talks about writing because he's obviously a writer, and, yep. and I'm fascinated with writing, the language, and all of that stuff. But he literally will say that I write from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. and then I stop and I never read it. Huh. Like, I don't care if it sucks. I I'll go back to it at some point, but this is my. This is my job. So Monday through Friday, I write from 10 to 3. I got and then I hang it up. Okay. And then at some point, I go back and I go, is, is this any good? I don't know. Is this an idea? Sure. Let's go do this stuff. But okay. it's like you said, it's that discipline. So even if he has a terrible day, he's going to write for five hours and maybe it'll all be worthless. But that's his new job. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that's that to me, that's the fascinating part about artists who decide to not make it a hobby and make it their job because it's not too different than working in oh, retail no. in some respects. No, it's not. It's not. You uh, you go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. You don't have enough time to finish everything that you started right. to do. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of the same stresses, but the difference is that you the the love or the passion that you have for it makes it um, something that you are, are more you're more willing to sacrifice. You know, time and and energy for. I, that at least that's what I found for myself. You know what I mean? Like I don't. If I if I if I'm up until like three in the morning and then I get up at like six the next morning because it's like mm-hmm. music related, right? Like I'm I'm not happy, obviously, with three no. hours of sleep, right? But but I but I don't really care because I'm getting closer to like the result that I want. And you know what, what is, and then so what is that? What is, what's well, the goal? Just, I guess it depends on it, it, it. It's there's there's like a whole bunch of like small goals. You know, what I'm saying like. To the but are, right? like, are you, you know somebody? I mean? so like, you know, I'm, we've never talked about this. Are you somebody who wants to get signed, or is that shipped? And I don't mean this. Yeah. I don't mean this like, 
a slight. I mean, this yeah, yeah. technologically speaking, for most people, that ship should have sailed. Like, who cares? I don't need to be on a label, right? I mean, right, right. I, there's I, not I, a lot I, going on in the label universe, save for scale, that most artists can't do on their own. Yeah, yeah. Until and, and, and they're really big, though. You know what I'm saying? I, I think... Um, I. I I do want to be on a label. I do want to um I do want that because then I can have Pharrell produce a song for me. You know what I mean? I can have some I can have the bankroll, the bankroll to get that. Cuz if you can't get that But if you could get the bankroll, why I mean like Well, you, that what, that's the thing. If you if I could What if, if you could Kickstarter it? If I could Kickstarter it, then I'd be fine. I mean, for the love of God, Oculus kickstarted a, you know, a 2 billion dollar headset where you That's true. you know, and nobody even saw it. They they got all their money to launch it. Nobody got it and they sold it to Facebook. Well, well, no, this is good. I have not, um, I have not started a Kickstarter, so that would be. Uh, and there, I mean, there, there are a ton of musicians on there, and and you yeah, are yeah. one that I know here locally, and obviously some regional success. There's a lot of people that like your stuff when you oh, post, for sure. you post those T-shirts. Everybody wants to know where you know where do I get a T-shirt, and and that would be obviously a great hook to get them to yeah, donate yeah. to the cause. And I don't, I don't know what a Pharrell beat is. Is it a quarter million dollars? Is it a half a million dollars? I have oh, no it's idea. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, it can't be more I, ridiculous than that, right? I mean, no, no, no. I mean, that's about that's minutes, about like <laughs> half a million dollars for three minutes seems you pretty know, the, ridiculous. The sad thing is that that dude. Probably has so many beats that are just like sitting around that right. that are just because even even producers that I know that are that are from around here that are good have beats that they're just like are just hanging around in their computer not being used. But I would imagine much um, like what you're going through, they get up every day and they just make stuff, and obviously yeah. not all everything's not going to be gold. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I just actually went through. <laughs> I have this little blue box. It's actually not a, a little box. It's like a size 13 shoe box. <laughs> it's just full of like sheets of paper with lyrics on them and envelopes with lyrics on them and um, paper bags from, from a grocery store with lyrics on the back of them and stuff like that. You know? So it's, it literally strikes you everywhere. It does. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the car, at the store, in the bathroom. And you, so, but then, so, so you have that. So you have all these little sheets of paper. And then you also have like your notebook that you you know when you right. sat down when you to, sat to down do to, like yeah. some focused writing that you that you have that too. And, and you then still, now like, now I got to go through I was my just phone add, like, and go through my so notes you, and stuff too so you, because I, I yeah, write on that too. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, shit, I, I, shit, I, I email myself stuff sometimes too. So um, how do you keep it all everywhere. straight though? If you got, I mean, how well, do you, well, like how does that, what, like how do you make a song if you've got stuff on a piece of paper in a box? And I got it everywhere. So what I do is 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 when I get. When I get some uh, some music that 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 I, there's a couple ways like I'll have an idea for a song maybe I have an idea for a song and then I find a beat to to kind of feel the way that sure that that, the, that my my lyrics are feeling for that song or or I have a beat and that makes me feel a certain way it makes me think about something and and so those are like those are two basic very basic ways so once I have like once I have like the idea behind the song and the music, then, then I'll start. Then I'll then I'll write. I'll write to it. You know what I mean? I'll write to it a few times. Then, then I'll go into those uh, those boxes and and those notebooks and nuggets. just start looking through that stuff while I'm listening to this beat to see if there's anything that that corresponds with like what's going on in the song that I you know so that. That's that's a basic way that I've written songs. So what do you, you know, you've been writing for, you know, without giving too much away on either one yeah. of our ages, you've been writing, <laughs> you've been you've been writing for a long time. Yeah. Um, 
music wise, I mean, how do you think music stands up right now in 2014? Uh, like we, so we, you and I, popular, had this, popular music so, yeah, that's so on you, the radio. You and I had this conversation yeah. about like, um, you know, the intersection does these really successful 80s nights, and you do these wildly successful 90s nights, and and we were talking about. You know, what is it about them? You don't, nobody's doing a, let's do a 2000 night, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get together and do Britney Spears work night. Like that, that's not a thing. <laughs> um, and so, you know, what is it about those two decades for people that are still consuming music in a, a concert venue or a club yeah, yeah, sense yeah. that they want to either rush to remember those times yep, or yep. they want to be a part of you know in, in some sense when you go to like 80s night at the intersection there's a fair amount of people that would have zero idea right who right cameo or what word up actually was you know um but they'll go there and have a good time because the music still does something cameo. to them <laughs> ow yeah exactly <laughs> for sure um i i think that it means that uh the music now is just uh is it's it's boring and it's uh it's too too soft on content you know what i mean like there's no substantial there's not even like anything that, a lot of songs are just not like they're not they're not saying anything you know what but, i mean like they're, they're not I mean, they're not saying anything and it, 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 but there's not even like i feel like there's we could say like a lack of of real like soul or or something like that not to not to sound corny and like too uh artistic or whatever but like i do feel like that that's the case i feel like well, yeah, not i mean if you if you look back so even let's take the most popular band on planet earth being the beatles right yeah, they yeah. have their fair amount of vapid lyrical right songs. right you right know, like there's a fair amount of songs that have zero right you know they're not changing the world with what they did they obviously evolved as a yeah band yeah yeah and it, you know much like if you want to use u2 u2 evolved as a band and then kind of got to the point where they were a just caricature of themselves so now they're sure. not nearly as weighted as individuals as they as they used to be there was that moment where if bono said we could st stop hunger we would go we could totally stop hunger yeah now you're like but now oh, he's we, we get it we can stop <laughs> hunger we can stop cancer aids is a joke got it yeah, bono. we can yeah. stop everything with just our minds and really cool glasses <laughs> those red glasses man right he was killing it with those red glasses but the, i i'm not saying that um I, I agree with you like i do think uh but the, the the Beatles, though they they definitely had their um their heavier material too, and like their more artistic, but do, uh, do you think material you, too? I guess my question though is, do, do you think we'll get to a point where let's just use Miley Cyrus as an example? You yeah. know, obviously one of the most polarizing figures in music, and there is no doubt that she has an acumen for something. And, yeah. and that, that's not a disrespect. She knows how to get people oh, sure. to talk about her. She knows how to get people to buy her product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's evolved from a child star into this person who has finger on the zeitgeist of the day, you know, the spirit of the day. She's, yeah, yeah. You know, she's right in there. But will anybody be talking about her in 50 years? Will she get a chance to do a White Album or a Sgt. Pepper's? And, and I know those are hmm. really cliche examples but i don't will, think so i don't think know, she'll she, get that chance will she get to do because um, britney's not getting that chance and, no, Br Br and britney is kind of like um went through a well i wouldn't say similar but like she her, she her career has gone through those same phases of like teenage teenage pop sort of sort of yeah, girl you, and now and now seen... as she's as she's gotten older she she can't get out of that she can't get 
She can't get but out of it. Do you think she can't get out of it, though, because she has giant public meltdowns, like shaves her head, <laughs> you know, beats up an SUV with an umbrella? Like, because, you know, when you look at Miley Cyrus and it's easy to make fun of her, I think that's an easy target and kind of a cheap target because I really feel in the same way as what Marilyn Manson did in the late 90s and 2000s, he was in on the joke. He knew exactly what he was doing. You know, he was making that music, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. what he was going to do to parents and exactly what he was going to do to sell T-shirts. And, you know, he was not so much an artist as he was, uh, you know, Barnum and Bailey. I mean, he understood the circus and knew how to sell right, right. elephants standing on their hind legs. And, and, and I think to some extent, I really, from a marketing perspective, you can't help but admire that Miley's doing the same thing. She's totally in on the joke. Oh, yeah. That's like, uh, well, 2 chains as well. I feel like sure. I feel like you know he's like the same way. So two chains, Lil John before him. Yeah, you know, but I don't know that Yin Yang Twins. They weren't in on the joke. That's why they're no. <laughs> they're they were King serious. They were they serious. They thought it was crunk. They thought crunk was a real thing, and then <laughs> oh man, yeah. I don't I don't know what to say about this. I I don't think that a lot of these artists are going to stand the test of time. Or at least their music won't. Like, their the idea of them, like, I, we'll, we'll know who they are. Because you, you look at this, like, look at um, Gangnam Style, right? Yeah. Over a billion, I don't even know what the, I mean, I could look it up, but I don't even know what the actual count is, but it's well over a billion oh, streams yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Which I think, if you told anybody in 1980 or 1990 1 billion people are going to consume your oh, product yeah. they would have been rich for life for and sure. and this is a gentleman you will never hear from again no no i don't never I, hear that from was, again uh, even djing stuff like i played his songs a little bit and then it was done and I think that's how everything is. It's like it's 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 hot and it's it's you know it's, it's hot it's, and then gone. And then it goes to hot, what the fox. What does the hot, fox gone. say? Yeah. It goes to the chain smokers and selfie right now. And, and obviously, the chain smokers to some extent, I feel, are in on the joke and get it. Yeah. Um, but if you're not, if you don't have a backup plan, and and you're a new artist, uh, and you and I kind of touched on this last week when we were talking about doing this. Um, when you're listening to all the stuff that's going on in the EDM world and, and you, <laughs> you know, and you're just going to sample some songs and put them together and think that you're either Will I Am or Tiesto or Calvin yeah. Harris or Avicii. And I mean, that's like that's the top of the food chain as far as that goes. There's a million people below that. Skrillex obviously would land in that category. Dead yep. Mouse would land in that category. But there's a million people DJ below that that can't pay their bills. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's, hmm. I do, I do, I, I, I keep thinking about disco music, man. Like, it just, that's just what it reminds me of. I feel like that's what this era is going to look like. And that, I mean, it's going to look, it's going to look like, crazy. Uh, like, people are going to be like, you, you, for, for how many years did you listen to the same beat over and mm -hmm. over with just a different vocalist on it? Like, essentially the same song mm -hmm. format and, and you didn't get bored of this? Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, how long has it been? It's all the same key. It's all the same timing. And, and I remember you, when... Uh, and I think disco is a great example. I mean, when you look back at... Who who do we talk about from the disco era? The Weathermen and Donna Summer. Other than that, who yeah, do we talk about? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know, man. And obviously, like, it's, it's Raining Men is a joke. They, you know, they don't talk about that for real. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, you know, the village people... YMCA. Uh, that's, that's a total joke. Yeah, nobody... Anything that you play at a wedding that follows the chicken dance is not a real song. That's... You know? <laughs> you <got> <laughs> I never play the chicken dance when I do hey, That's why you're here. Because if you did yeah. play the chicken dance, there you, would be nothing be for talking, you and I to talk about. 
Oh man, that's funny. I um, yeah, I, I'm disappointed with the music right now, and and to go back to it, I I do think that that ultimately when people um get out of the club, you know what I mean, and when they're when they're when they're not in the club, and they're and they're thinking about music, I don't think that they're thinking about. I don't think they want to hear what's not what they're being fed right what, now. so what do you, i mean what do you think you do in that like so yeah like you said you're in the club and you're listening to the selfie and you're having a good time and and i think my beatles example is is why i used it because there's a thousand from that period of time from elvis before that from yeah, yeah. dizzy gillespie before that there's a thousand consumable disposable pieces of music throughout history that you listen to at one point and then you just kind of that's the end of it um but right now, there doesn't seem to be a lot of, even in hip hop. I mean, if you want to talk about conscious rapping, that's not that doesn't exist uh, anymore. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> and from from a pop from a pop perspective, nobody is using that platform to say anything of substance uh, after they do a, a song called "Selfie." You know what I mean? Right. Like right. those chain smokers aren't going to come back and go, "Hey, uh, are you guys aware of Ukraine?" Right. 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 <laughs> do you oh, know that Russia owns them? Like that's not going to be what they're going to do. Dude, that's that's crazy. Mm. I, hmm. Good evening, Mike Allen. We got another Ellis? good. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't think. Um, I, I I just don't think I don't think that 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 those artists are are able to. Uh, they're, they're obviously not going to uh, be on the radio anymore. They have to find other ways to do it. There's still there's still artists that have, that are saying substantial like things who, who are you who do but, you listen to right now that you think has some substance well right now myself <laughs> uh, a less narcissistic <laughs> answer actually You're what's wrong what's good. wrong with that what's wrong with that <laughs> my daughter loves my songs so she was, that, she wants to she wants the to barrier to entry she wants to probably, she wants to because <laughs> it's probably a bad barometer dude for, for what it's worth my she wanted son, yeah. I'm the greatest driver and she wanted to listen she ever. wants to listen to these songs when we get in the car and i don't say no and then i start listening to them too and then i i'm like oh yeah I, that song's not as good as the last one you know I've i've actually identified like the three best songs on my cd and it's been a good process to like criticize myself but back to your original question i would say um artists that i'm listening to that i feel like actually i like kendrick lamar i feel like he has a lot to say i feel like i feel like he has, he i feel like he has a lot to say and i feel i feel like um that's that's the a new artist that i find myself like kind of like going back to to mm -hmm. listen to in terms of hip hop in, in terms of like a bigger hip hop artist like if we're talking about like underground artists that nobody that no, nobody I, knows, I, and I, yeah, no, I was that sort I, of thing too. Like I, Lupe, I Lupe's got a lot to say. He does, but but but, it, he, but again, isn't it's interesting that he's a guy that you look up to, right? He's got a lot to say. He does all these things. He spends most of 2012 telling you how terrible Atlantic is as a record company. Hate them, hate them, hate them, hate them, hate them. Yeah, and puts out the record despite of the industry, <laughs> and then turns around in 2013 and and oh, I must have bumped into Ed Sheeran at the recording studio and had him cut a hook for me and released a song that because turns out me raging against the machine doesn't get me on top 40 radio but yeah. Ed Sheeran does so I'm going to put him on a song uh, that's yeah and so it's, how do you take, it, I mean how do you take that guy seriously 
I feel like um, because I love. I mean, I love. I'm a huge fan of Lupe Fiasco. But when when that stuff when and that's. I don't want you to, you or anybody listening, to think that I think it's bad that you hook up with Ed Sheeran. That's not what I'm saying. Right, but right. But you can't say that you're going to be the truth, right? I'm going to tell you how the industry is and how terrible my label is. Then I'm going to turn around and use my label to hook up with their most successful pop star <laughs> so that you pay attention to me because you didn't pay attention to me when I was telling when you was how so, yeah. terrible the label was. He's just, he's just probably trapped in the whole business. But shouldn't he things. be a guy that's not trapped? I mean, I saw Talib Kweli open for Macklemore, and yeah. Talib's a guy who, you know, if you're into hip hop, you're into Talib Kweli, or at least you should. Yeah, be. yeah. Um, and he's a guy who, to me, seems like he's settled into where he is in the landscape. Oh, for sure, you he's know, not he's gonna yeah. totally fine with. But whatever. see, that's the problem. Like he, so, so, but why does he? You know, like he, he has to settle for this, like that level of. Well, I mean, why? Why can't? Why can't he? Keep you know because, why can't he get bigger? Because we play Gangnam Style. That's why, dude. I, right, right. And so maybe I, I'm, I mean no, no. I'm being I mean, no. I know. I, I, I agree. I agree. So I'm I'm just using this to try to think about like Lupe's uh, situation. You know, maybe maybe he's like, yeah, that didn't that didn't work. So now 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 like is this a means to like a different end? You know what I mean? Like is this and is this but and that could be if you don't spend an entire year to <laughs> say, saying the system's broken, right? But yeah, yeah. But but you you're in the contract and you're trapped in it, so you've got to you've got to do something to contract. make it. Contract. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody. You know, you can, and you'll hear that, especially in the hip hop community. And, and what I'm about to say is a little bit controversial, but. It's based in fact. You'll mm-hmm. hear a lot of the slavery talk. You know, I'm slave to the, the, oh, the yeah. label, which yeah. I think is a bit disingenuous to the actual definition of slavery, um, especially <laughs> you know, especially when nobody is literally forcing you to sign that. No, 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 no. You're not being forced. Uh, but it's that that's got to be a hard situation to be in, man. I couldn't imagine because like- because you have you you finally have this opportunity to. To make substantial money and support lots of people, you know what I mean? Lots of people. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, and I think that's that's a that's a heavy pressure that. Um, but you don't. Have, this, this is why I asked you that. You know, 40 minutes ago. Like, why do you want to be? Why would anyone want to do that? When you see somebody like this, who you know, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. Genuine talent. A lot of stuff to say. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, whatever your thoughts on him are, are kind of irrelevant to the argument here, but. If he truly is trapped, why did you get trapped? You're a smart guy. Surrounded should be sm- surrounded by other smart people. Yeah, but you got the the like the emotional side of things that probably like doesn't that that doesn't you know logic and emotions are not always gonna like coincide and true and go together. And, and then I think I think when you I know for myself when I when I think about um, yeah I I know a lot of artists when they think about like the opportunity to reach like this large amount of people that they would never be able to reach without the support of the label and and you 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 start to th- they probably you probably feel like optimistic like or or you deceive yourself or whatever whatever the word is for it you you look past like all the the problems and the the legal issues and the the way that the industry is set up to promote uh more of the stupid bullshit songs right you know what i'm saying as opposed to like substantial things but you think that you can be that person that can make those songs that are still going to say something for real and and you're going to use the industry to like to to do that 
you don't maybe you don't realize how strong the pull is in the in the other direction. Well, it's, maybe I mean, maybe it's, it's maybe that's tremendously strong. All you have to do is look at. I mean, look at what on any format. I mean, look at. So let's let's go back. We'll go back to. 1989 right okay okay there's a band out of seattle that's about to destroy the music industry literally <laughs> it's going to end an entire genre of hair bands and that band being nirvana right yeah yeah um, nirvana comes along blows open the doors changes the way that you consume rock music oh yeah you yeah know, followed by pearl jam followed by mud honey followed by all of those guys right okay look at alternative and rock right now they are vapid wastelands of terrible <laughs> terrible music there is nothing nothing going on the most interesting thing that's going on in alternative and rock music is an actor who pretends to be a rock star in jared leto he's oh, the most yeah. interesting thing yeah. that's going on there because you know he takes a lot of chances because he doesn't really care because he doesn't really need the money and yeah. i think that's the key you know to be in a position where it's like i'm signed to a label sure need to be because i get 20 million dollars a picture and i just won an oscar so i don't really yeah 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 yeah. if you put me on the road or don't put me on the road because i could do this without you the only thing i need you for is scale same with macklemore macklemore comes out of seattle he's doing it all by himself the only thing he needed warner brothers for him which is why he didn't sign to warner brothers he signed to a distribution deal is scale and I think scale is something we could talk about, but I don't know that you need the system. You may need the resources. You may need the scale because yeah, you can't reach yeah. the country by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Pearl Jam, who's been off J Records before Epic Records. I mean, they've been off major labels for a long, long time. Okay. On this last level label, uh, last record, I should say, signed with a major just to distribute, just for scale, so that they don't have to hire record reps and they don't have to work their own music and they don't have to worry about how do they get a song from Seattle to New York and, mm. and do all of that stuff. And that obviously is still a part of the industry that I think bands will need. But I don't know that you need... When you see what's going on and you see that you've got alternative rock and active rock and rock, Lord knows why there are three <laughs> formats because there isn't enough music to fill one of them, let alone what is, three. What is active rock? Active rock is apparently angrier versions of terrible rock. Of, uh, you know, like, <laughs> like, I mean, if you spend some time looking at those charts, there are some awful music out there because they've got, I mean, it's like CNN with the Malaysia flight. They've got 24 hours to fill, oh so God. they have to tell ridiculous stories about meteors and ufos and whatever because once they tell you the truth they've got 23 hours and 59 minutes still to fill yeah yeah, yeah. and you know you've got 24 hours of music to fill and there's only so much nickel puddle of mud back that you can play in a given day you know you've got to feed it with whatever it is out there right now <laughs> whoa but why did, who's buying these albums though see that's the problem rock like, albums is it, nobody is buying these rock albums no but who's buying like all this terrible music like nickelback we, for instance. Uh, well i mean nickelback people are buying nickelback yeah they sell and nickelback of sell, records they'd sell out the van allen arena today i know they would right this very second they would, they would sell it out all the time yep. they could sell it out every single they day could turn they could turn grand rapids into a vegas show and play every week and they would they would sell it out canadian bands do well here Yes, right. Yeah, if they what? had Rush as an opening act, right. look out, dude. They could get $200 a ticket every week. Yeah. No, but for real, though, like, what, what, uh, is the, is it, is it the, so, so the, the, there's the industry problem, but then there's the, there's the listener problem. There's the, the, the consumers. But then, but like, right? I don't know. I mean, you, how do you win that battle? Like, I, I well, which one? How do you win either one? Well, no, no, no. I mean, let's, let's use the, the listener battle as a, as, as the the, okay. the sticking point, right? Yeah. Um, everybody at this table knows that an orange is better for you than fast food. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody here knows that. Right, right. Which do you think is going to win if you put them both on a table? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't like oranges. Right. Exactly. Right. So, how, I mean, <laughs> so th- that's the battle. Right. Everybody <laughs> knows that Rachmaninoff is a fantastic classical musician who made heart-wrenching music that if you no, spend... No, but I'm saying like... Hang on. So if you spend five <sighs> minutes listening to it, you can't help but be moved. Okay. But if I give you the choice of listening to a classical music radio station or stabbing yourself in the face, you're probably going to stab <laughs> yourself in the face. Because uh, you'd much rather listen... So there's too much music? I no, mean, no, no. I, over, I, I don't know that there's too... No, no, no. I just think people want consumables when you look at what has happened since 2006 to right now when myspace and facebook and twitter and all those things showed up and and our attention span became 90 seconds or or less 2006 that's a good marking point you know when you when you look at that people don't they want to listen to things that are you know quick don't you think doesn't it seem like it should have to sound good you would think i mean you know no but but like no there's people it's, it's, it's shit that doesn't even sound good like I'm not I'm, I I I I can definitely understand I I can definitely understand like in terms of like lyrical content like I want to listen to something that's just like more fun as opposed to something that's like sure. preaching at me and telling me like um what the social injustices of today are and how we can remedy these right. and, and that sort of thing like I cuz you got to be in a mood for that. You do. You do and you can't listen to it over and over for song after song after song in 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 function like you right. can't do that. I understand that, but I'm just saying like I just want to I just want the music that people are saying is is good to to sound good too. What don't you, know you what I'm Yeah, like so to, give me an example like, of something that you don't think sounds good. Do you like Juicy J's verse on that song? That's that verse is horrible. No no. So that's something that does not sound good. Right. Yes, but but th- again, that's that's part of the machine. So you you have you have somebody in Katy Perry who reaches audience A, right? Yeah, yeah. And you want to reach audience B, and without getting into too many semantics, <laughs> we all know what that audience is, right? Yeah, yeah. And so so you you add some texture to it and and move a song. You, you know, Katy Perry is always going to live in the top forty universe. And Juicy J has some cachet in at hip hop stations and rhythm CHR stations and urban stations, right? Right, right. Katy Perry maybe not so much. So you combine those two, and, and you go wherever. But for Juicy J's perspective, I, I don't fault him for that because somebody gives him a check for a half a million dollars, th- sends him the track via GarageBand or Pro Tools or whatever, and right? Goes, Dude, I, say some stuff. I don't really actually even care if it's in key or rhymes, but you have sixteen. <laughs> you have sixteen bars. And that's your that's your window, you know, and that I mean that formula you see everywhere, everywhere you see the you know the the you know you see the pop artist that no, that you know like you'll see um, I I don't even know who but you'll see uh, yes you you know you'll see um, you'll see whatever pop artist that has a song and it doesn't really take off. Yeah. And so then they'll remix the song, and all right, of a sudden, right. everybody know, else is on it. Pharrell will be on it, or you know, yeah, um, yeah, Nicki Minaj is on it. Nicki Minaj for, for the for the it. one yeah. hour that she was super. I mean, there, there's a perfect example. That woman was a gajillionaire, and wh- where is she? Yeah, I don't know about that. Where is she? Where Where is she? I don't, I know. don't know. And when you you know when you look at the, the all the the DJs and the EDM scene, 
Why are there no women? Well, I don't know. I mean, Wait, I mean, we don't, do we not? We don't like women DJs. Apparently, I mean, because when you look at the, you look to hmm. the list and you look at at Skrillex and Dead Mouse and Tiesto and Avicii and you know they have. Well, you can't sell. You can't sell. You can't sell. Like uh, well, women are for sex, right? That's their purpose. In is that really music. That's, their, that's their purpose? Yeah, yeah. The w- women, women uh, are 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 here to be packaged uh, with sexuality, right? Like I'm that's not gonna, that's. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to fight you on that. I'm just I mean, saying though. Like, like I, I think that's the thinking though. Like, you can't. How can you? So you couldn't have a. There couldn't you can't, be a, a smart woman DJing do, like with no, the guy singing. Nobody. Your book, no, right? the, the the public doesn't. They're not going to uh, be attracted to that. that I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not. I, I. I know you're not saying. That's that, not that, my opinion. But that goes back. That's not. I mean, that's not what I think. That a thousand percent goes back be. to my point about Miley Cyrus being in on the joke. I. I. You know. I think she knows exactly what she's doing and knows that she couldn't be up on stage with a chalkboard walking you through what a Fibonacci sequence is yeah, because yeah. nobody would buy it. And, but and she can a- attempt to um, you know, use a-, a giant penis to do right. something to Robin Thicke at the Grammys and the VMAs, and all of a sudden Everybody's everyone wants about to it. talk about her and buy her single. That's been happening over and over and over again for years and years. I mean, you know, she's not doing anything different than she's Gaga doing did before her, and you look at Madonna in the 80s. I mean, you know, what if you had Madonna... The Madonna in the '80s was now. What if you had the same? We, person, I mean, but extremely you extremely smart person who would use but, the so you use that use those those two examples. So God, Madonna in the '80s, right? She was doing the same thing with the like a Virgin tour and and mm-hmm, the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Justify My Love and all those titillating videos that she did, and and she had her moment, and then she tried to come back, but she hadn't evolved. And there's nothing sexy about a 55 year old, right? <laughs> So it doesn't work, <laughs> to your point, you know. And, yeah, no, I, and, it's it's you know Gaga goes away for a while, does this giant tour, mm-hmm. um, gets a, a gajillion dollars, makes. Th- I mean, she's one of the best performances I've ever seen from a show perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, she was out of the, everything that you wanted out of a performance. Yeah, yeah. That I, you know that you could want. Um, runs herself ragged, obviously hurts her hip, has to get surgery, and comes back and goes. Man, I want to do something different. I want to have people vomit on me, and I, you know, I want to, I, I want to break that mold that you're talking about, and nobody cares. Yeah. You know, like she wants to be. She'll tell in in, in interviews that she tries to be as ugly as possible to break that stereotype. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. you'll see her every once in a while, and you'll see the glimmers of what could be, and she just shuns that because she wants you to pay attention to the music except when she pushes it too far, like the South by Southwest performance where she has somebody walk on stage and vomit on her. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only people who care are Demi Lovato, who wants to, you know, yell about bulimia, and you know, a couple other news outlets. But for the customer and the consumable product, they—it's not like they went out and bought a whole bunch of that single. Mm-hmm. Would they have a few years ago? Like, it's—is that more about the evolution of our consciousness? I just she, don't. She leaves the scene for a minute, a hot second, mm-hmm. and then all you see are you know naked pictures of Miley Cyrus grinding up on somebody or. You know, and that's the mm-hmm. next big thing now. So now the Gaga thing is done. And now we're on to, you know, this Miley trip, which will get old eventually. I mean, it's it's going to happen. Sure. And then there'll be someone else. But, I, 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 you know, the fascinating thing about Miley is I wonder if she'll be able to get through more than one rotation of the sun, so to speak. Like, mm-hmm. you know, will she, she goes away for a while and comes out with another album. Has she, you know, has she figured out the code to come back again and get you to pay attention? Because Gaga really didn't. Who has? been able to recently do, do, like like i see then you have somebody like beyonce that that 
I think does she not get people's attention every single time? She gets people's attention. I, I but mean, it's not. But it, and it's I, don't, an, I don't. I don't have the stuff in front of me. But like, yeah. So you show up on a, a Wednesday night and go surprise. There's an album, and right, you right. sell a gajillion copies. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think if you were to look at that, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if you were to look at how that worked week in and week out. I don't know that it stuck the way that they probably would have wanted it to because the obviously, as you know, being in the industry, the idea is release date, you get X amount, and then much like a movie, you've got a finite time to get people's attention. So you want people to go, dude, if you bought the Beyonce record, it's insane. And so to answer your question, my go-to is always Kanye. Always. Uh, Okay. Because I think he's a guy that um, – you can say what you want. He's a dude who always makes noise, and he's a dude who is n- none of those albums sound alike at all. And that's, that's true. That's certainly difficult for somebody who liked college dropout to like, <laughs> you know, to like the newer yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like um, I like college dropout. Yeah, right. I like late registration, but you know, <laughs> I like the college steam stuff. But you, you know, he he obviously lost a lot of fans with eight oh eight and heartbreaks when he did all that that auto-tune stuff and um and then as you go on through his career but as an artist as somebody who i think continually just goes you know what i'm gonna do this and you're either gonna buy it or not buy it um it makes him dangerous as an artist much like jared leto you know jared doesn't need the money so he can go into the studio and his last album was like a like a rock opera so he can go and go do that stuff because he doesn't really care if there's a single right, i don't right, really right. care because i've got this core group of people i can sell out theaters i don't need to sell out arenas because yeah. uh, i won an oscar you know <laughs> um you know, so i don't need i don't need to fall into the trappings like you were talking about earlier with and we don't know this about lupe but if it is if lupe feels trapped a guy like jared leto or a guy like kanye has so many other irons in the fire that they don't need to right, worry right, about it right they can take their time in the project and they can meet with rick rubin and these go, are these are these are people that have money i mean kanye's got money jared's got money you know what i'm but saying they, but they started somewhere they didn't No, but they did, they weren't doing kanye wasn't that's why he made college dropout though and that's why he made late registration yeah, but, right but isn't this what he had ta- to kind of play yeah, by some rules at the beginning isn't this what we're talking about though so why can't all these other artists play by the rules at the beginning and then no no even that they like why couldn't why can't miley cyrus does miley cyrus not have an audience that would listen to whatever this next album is if she decided to um triumph some cause or do something more interesting like you know that's 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 the question you're asking it's like with with gaga she you know she tried to do something more interesting it went over the head of everybody and nobody bought into it and that and that's because you had the college dropout crowd let's say you know when Mm -hmm, when she mm -hmm. had her fame and monster and all of that stuff um and then they weren't ready for this other thing they weren't ready for art pop um because you you know maybe you hadn't given it enough time and and because kanye obviously had three or four records before we got to 808 and heartbreak so you yeah. had brought people along and and shifted just slight enough hey this one's gonna be a little bit di- okay this one's gonna be a little bit more different right, okay, right now i'm gonna bash you over the head with the new thing that i'm doing and gaga as an example here's somebody who tried to do it too quickly and and they all laughed but to go back to talking about britney spears she's never even tried it really no no she hasn't it's i mean every album is the the same kind of vibe it's written for her and she's a performer 
I mean, I think there's a, a big difference between. But you, would, you, artists. I always think that it, somebody who's been as successful as she's been for as long as she's been would have to want to be an artist at some point. At some point, you uh, would want to I go be an artist. create I'm something. Not capable of doing it. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but like, but like to go, you know, it's it, it's no. It, it's no easy feat, sure. as Adrian will say, to go from being a kid to being a kid on the Mickey Mouse Club to being a kid that graduates from the Miss Mickey Mouse Club to do start to do some tour dates. Then people start to pay attention to you. Then you get signed. Then you start playing clubs. Then you start playing arenas. And then they drop a nuclear bomb on your life and you become a superstar overnight. And for the most part, she's pretty much kept it somewhat sane given what happened to her life and mm -hmm, so what I say mm -hmm. is yeah you want to be an artist and you want to do that but you haven't gone through the, the system so to speak and, and I just she's a fascinating one because she went from pop star to doing a stint in Vegas that really yeah, what happened with that it didn't really sell you know because she's I you see these people trying to skip the steps like she hasn't got to the point where she's doing greatest hit, hits albums and yeah, reunion yeah, tours yeah, yeah. that people want to go see a, a nightly Vegas show right, but it's a formula that I think it has existed for a long time you, you, you look at um, solo artists like Elvis and you know you see the progression of his career where you know he started um, basically all the hits that he had were other people's songs that sure. he just did <laughs> in his own way I mean that's what yeah. it was there were go it was gospel music was right. yeah. that he took and that progressed and progressed and then you know, he, he, he was a star and he was doing these shows uh, a la Britney Spears. And the fame got to him a la Britney Spears. And I think then you saw the progression. They were like, okay, well, let's let's make you sort of a stationary artist and we'll, people will pay, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars to come see you in Vegas. And this works for everybody and we're going to do it for all these artists, you know, Celine Dion, Britney Spears. But it doesn't work with everybody because these aren't the same talented people. And I don't, I, I feel like, you know, Britney Spears, you say Mickey Mouse Club, Child Star, Prodigy. I mean, you got to remember that. I did not say Prodigy. <laughs> but, you know, her, her, her mom was taking her to these, these auditions when she was a child. And she was singing in front of people at talent shows and beauty pageants and things. And, I mean, she was molded into this person that no one knew quite how it was going to turn out. But they didn't really care as long as it made money and was famous, where you look at Lupe, who was just an artist, and and people loved him because he was, a, I mean, I'm not trying to make it simplistic, but he was just an artist, and then he got big, and then it's like, okay, well, you want to work with, you mentioned, you know, working with, with other artists, uh, different people, and, and it's like, okay, well, now you're a sellout. Is he really a sellout, or is no, he no, no, what no, he and, wants to do? And that's not what I was saying. What I, what I was saying is, like, if you're, you, this industry is so unforgiving and and i think you hit the nail on the head that most of the people that are in that lane of top 40 are famous they're not artists they're yeah 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 um but what i was saying is that lupe fiasco when you spend an entire year saying the system is broken and then you know and you get all those people to sure, buy into that. the system is broken thing and then you turn around and jump into the system and do a song with ed sheeran which was a i thought a great song but kind of disingenuous to what you were just saying and, and for somebody who right you know wanted to that's what you want your to be known as it's hard to stay in that universe when it's got to be a rough game i mean you know he was at he was at he, i'm sure he was at the pinnacle of some point in his life 
and you did say all that stuff, but it was like, you know, you, you insult the wrong people at that level and you can go back to doing what you were doing before, but do you want to give that up? Do you want to give up the, the things that you have now mm. as an artist who's gone this far, who's made it and made these connections? You want to take that step back. And to me, that's, I mean, to me, that's the real question. I, I don't know that, that, that he looked at it like, would my music suffer? Would I be giving up who I really truly am as an artist? Um, no, he probably looked at it as if I do this track with Ed Sheeran, more people will buy my we'll stuff. Buy my I yeah, I think so. I can tell that story. It's and a, but I don't know with him, and I don't know him at all. So <laughs> still, I don't know with him that it's it's necessarily that money play as much as it is. Can I get them to listen to my my stuff? You know, I don't. I, he's at a weird spot to me. I don't know. Yeah. I just know that I would having that much money. When you have that much money. You've got lots of he's he's got to have lots of people relying on him for financial assistance and that sort of thing. Sure, I mean, you know what I'm they, saying. So know, I feel like go that's got to be a heavy MC hammer problem. Yeah, know? yeah, and I I have to say, man, like I don't know how much time we have left, and I don't want to get into minutes, like so. too many racial issues and shit. But like that seems to be a heavy thing with a lot of like black artists and black superstars that you know, like uh, in the black community in general, like this 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 feeling of like if you're not if you're not reaching back to help but, your but your, like your how, family I mean, or and, your and, community and, then then now you're you're not you're not being you're not you're not being true to and me to who you, you know, are you and, know what i'm saying and me saying this i understand the hypocrisy hypocrisy, <laughs> hypocrisy i should say of me saying this but like how can you not i mean the whole industry is run by white America, and when you're the guy or the girl or the group, yeah, bust through. I mean, I couldn't even imagine that pressure. Yeah, you I, know, if I, you knew people from the old neighborhood, and you're, you know, yeah, you're the Roots, or you're N.W.A., or you're Dr. Dre, or you're Jay Z, or you're Nelly, or you're M.C. Hammer, or you're whoever. I couldn't even imagine when you go back to visit yeah. and see. I mean. Everyone in this room has traveled America and has seen slums. For sure, you know? for sure. I mean, all of Detroit is essentially a slum. Yeah. You know? Like, if you're an artist from Detroit, I can't even imagine, even, <laughs> you know, like, to take race out of it. If you're Eminem, I can't even imagine going back there to, the, right. to what you would feel be, and the responsibility would be like, well, why, did why aren't you out? doing it? Yeah. Why did I get out of this? This is, cr how did I get out of this? This is insane. Yeah. I just, it's an obligation your family's still there. You know, your friends, yeah, are, friends still are still there. Still there. And, and so you hear from your brothers or your sisters or your mommy, daddy, your aunts and uncles, whatever, about, you know, what the neighbors are saying and what your your friends you grew up with are saying about you. And, you know, there's I think there's an element to protect. And, you know, people, people are, people are you're, still, you're still a person. You know what I'm saying? You got you got all this money. You got fame. You're still a person. You still, you still have feelings. You still care about sure. the people that you cared about. You know what I'm saying? Before Just to all some this extent, stuff happened. You know, you know what the, I'm saying? The, the difference because becomes i think no matter what where you are in your level of fame and no matter what your race is like figure out the people that really are there for you yeah, yeah. you know because the the fascinating thing about mc hammer is you know when when that train crashed <laughs> there was nobody around him you know they they wanted the gold-plated crocodiles and whatever other crazy <laughs> stuff that they were buying you know but once he had no, gold-plated crocodiles <laughs> have you that seen his, his you know his 
crazy VH1 documentary. I've I mean, seen part of it, but buying some insane stuff. Gold plated crocodiles. Maybe not gold plated crocodiles, but I mean, like when you have that sort of money, it's hard to yeah. keep it all in check. I mean, even Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson spent money like it was water yeah, on insane, yeah. useless things. Yeah, an amusement park. I mean, he bought at, an amusement at, park. At a house it, that he probably never it, was there. Filled it with talking <laughs> llamas or whatever he did. You know, it, the money does really weird stuff to you. And that is, that, that's got to be weird, though, to, to just to wake up in the morning and just, like, think about something, something crazy and ridiculous that you, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, like, I want a DeLorean and I want the Magnum P.I. Ferrari. And actually, I want every dope sports car from the from any 80s TV show, right. like, by the end of the month. And I think I can do it because I have enough money to right. do it. Like, that would be crazy to and just, to, you know what I mean? Like, right. uh, how would that change your mind? Like, well, how? Uh, so, I mean, but we, we ha- I mean, to take this out of the music industry for a second, that's what reality TV is. I mean, look at, uh, I mean, the entire Duck Dynasty show, that's what it is. They wake up every morning and whatever dumb thing comes in their mind, <laughs> Discovery gives them the money to go do it, and that's their life. That would just, that would just, that would just, I think that, that, that would have to mess with your, like, perception of, of reality. Uh, for, eventually, for sure you know what I'm saying? Be, after you, would ha- you wouldn't have one. If, if you woke up tomorrow, right? Yeah. And, and money was not a care, and I mean literally not a care. You didn't have to do anything for the rest of time because you were making a billion dollars a second, right? Right, so let's, right. let's scale it to a point that it's just unfathomable. You're making a billion dollars a second by merely existing. <laughs> you know, how? W- I don't even know how you would keep that in perspective. Uh, I mean, I read somewhere that the guys from Duck Dynasty, the first year that that show was a hit, were, their sales of duck calls were up 2,500%. Now, that seems like an incredible stat, and then when you add into the fact that that means there's probably close to a million people in the United States that bought a duck call that don't even know where to use it. <laughs> this is, the, I mean, this is the, the music industry and reality. This is what we consume. We consume disposable products. We consume, um, you know, to go back to Miley Cyrus being in on the joke, we consume what Miley Cyrus tells us to do. We consume... Um, yeah, uh, Duck Dynasty. We consume Real Housewives of Atlanta, or Basketball Wives, or Bachelor, or The uh, Bachelorette, or The Voice, or The American Idol Voice, or The X Factor American Idol Voice, <laughs> or The Voice X Factor American Idol Survivor Superstars Show. You know, th- that's what. And and I mean, don't even get me started on the the reality show. Which musician oh, shows that what <laughs> the Nashville show? Nashville's is terrible. That, is that, is that, is that, um, is that a... But I mean, like, X Factor and The Voice and American Idol, you, th- just what they've done to the industry is almost as insane. And, and like, I don't want to spend a whole much, much more of your evening talking, but w- what they've done to the industry is almost as insane as what the CDR did. You know, the CDR, I, I tell this to everybody, CDR ruined it for radio stations and program directors across the country because it made everybody think that they were a star. Yeah. You know, I, it's on CD, man. I'm a stu- you know, I'm on. I got a CD, you know, and because that that used to be the barrier to entry. Let me let me just pause real quick. We got mint Girl Scout cookies on the table right now. Enjoy. I'm just gonna have one. You should. I hope you can hear that. Yeah, you can. I'm, I hope you can. <laughs> mm. Well, that well, I would say the same thing about about. 
MySpace and YouTube and um, home recording equipment. You know what I'm saying? There's no, um, that's another big, we didn't even get to talk about this. You don't have to prove yourself anymore. There's no, no, there's, no, no. there's no proving ground. There's you no. Market yourself. Yeah. If you, if you, if you, if you tell, you know, tell people you're dope for long enough, eventually they will believe you. If you keep telling look, them I mean, you're look, dope. Look at, and, and you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to, um, I mean, back in my day, you know, if you were going to rap, you, you needed to like be in a cypher with, mm-hmm. with 10 to 20 other rappers and prove yourself in that in that sure, place. Dude. I mean, you know, when I when I would I mean when I was playing in a band, you you had to every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, play in some horrific bar. You yeah. Know? And and back when I was doing it was you know when guys like uh, the Verb Pipe were getting signed. Like, <laughs> dude, this is my shot out of here. All I got to do is keep grinding it out. And somebody from RCA will walk by and right, be like, right. "Hey, you guys are not the Verb Pipe." So we'll stop, you know. <laughs> And and but you, yeah, you know you talk to you talk to Brian Vander he'll tell you what a terrible experience that whole thing was being signed to a major. But yeah, when when we were doing music, and obviously you're still doing music, I decided to just play Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus for a living because <laughs> um, it paid the mortgage. But um, you know, back then you had to get you had to you had to be in a cipher. You I had to mire in. Uh-huh. You had places, to do you had to do those shows. Fit mm-hmm. twenty two people and play house parties to three people whose back were turned to you because that was where the keg was, <laughs> and, and that was what it was. And now all no, you have but to, you had to you had to be in front of other musicians though. You know you had to be in mm-hmm. front of other musicians and you, and had, you to. had to show that you were good that you could that you could do this thing and and you don't have to do that anymore. No. You can sit in your room and. Dude, there, I mean, and, there are people on on YouTube. I mean, above and beyond music, there are people on YouTube that are twenty years younger than us that make millions of, literally millions of dollars a year, posting videos of them playing Call of Duty. That's a thing. <sighs> this is this is this is depressing. I mean, millions <laughs> millions of dollars a year, and all they do is record themselves playing eight hours a day of Call of Duty. And so, yeah, that's depressing on the one hand. But when that person becomes forty. What mm-hmm. does that person do? When Miley Cyrus becomes 50, what does she do? Uh, when Lord becomes 27, you know, like what, it, yeah. what is she going to do? When Katy Perry hits 40, what is she going to do? I, I honestly don't know that there will, that this moment in history, much like your disco analogy, which is spot on, we're not, this is going to be a blip on the radar. Nobody will talk about this. From 2006 to 2014, I don't know what's going to happen in 15, so I don't want to speak on that. But that seven-year period, or maybe even the decade from 2000, or two decades, 2000 yeah. to 220, just won't exist. Hmm. It makes me wonder, like, when we're, when we're like those old people at, at weddings. We're already you know those old when we're, people at weddings. No, like those really old people. You know, <laughs> like, when you're like, when you're like, oh, yeah, like, we want, we want to get the, 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 the 50... 55 and, and up year olds to to dance like what are they going to play like what are they going to look back and you know like because they're going to be like oh we're gonna well, play, let's, let's, yeah i'm going to play flow right alone they gonna play, right exactly what i'm saying that, yeah is that are they going to play like they're going to look back on the charts and see what was like number one back back in this time and play that it'll be the cupid shuffle yeah and it, we're not gonna like that though we don't even like it now yeah, right <laughs> that's mostly because there were 700 different versions of it uh, yeah this is um depressing 
dark times. We I don't know. That, I don't know that's depressing because music is cyclical. I mean, you know, we can go back. But to there's still there's still a lot of good music sure, that's being made. You know what I'm saying? But it's just it's not hard to find it though. It's, and it's hard, it is hard to find, and it takes time. You know, you got we got you got wade through all this other stuff to to well, get to I mean, it because you, you you don't necessarily have a radio outlet. You know, even Mm-mm. if you even if you go to a digital platform, you go to iHeartRadio, you go to Spotify, you go to Beats, you go to whatever you go to, none of those things, in my opinion, work as well as the way terrestrial radio used to. That's okay. It's only a show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, none of those things work as well as the way radio used to work. It used to be, I mean, I remember there used to be that the, the song that I was in love with, and I would record it on a cassette. Tape oh yeah, yeah. Double cassette tape, and you would yeah high would, speed. Yeah, <laughs> right, you would you would put it on a cassette tape four hundred times, so you could listen to that thing over and over and over again. If you were really good, you would cut out the DJ, so it would just be the yep, song. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but now it, it's just that that echo chamber. It's what is you know what you see trending on YouTube, which then gets played on the radio station, which then gets. Uh, licensed to a TV commercial, which then gets played at a sports yeah. arena, which yeah. then gets played in a club, <laughs> which then shows up in a wedding, which you know ends up being our soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I don't. The, the scary thing for me is you say it's cyclical. You, that this stuff does work around and around and around, but I I don't see a, a positive, really. I mean, I, you know, I mean, but like, let, let, let's put it into some perspective. I mean, was not was did a song about walking dinosaurs. The song was god awful, but that was that was in a cycle of the '80s where it was awful music. Tiffany, I think we're alone. I mean, there's a million yeah, songs from the '80s yeah. that were terrible, and then but then there were some really good '80s songs too. But you got to you yeah. got to dig for them. They were not popular. Okay. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. they were popular in circles, but we look back now with it, I think with a different lens and you and I look back and go, oh, well, I mean, NWA was back then and Public Enemy was back then and, yeah. you know, the Fooshnickens were back then and, and <laughs> they were kind yeah. of in the 90s, but you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, yeah, yeah. You look back now that you have some perspective and you see a different decade than the one you actually lived in. Mm. You know, you actually lived in the decade where Nelson and extreme and oh, like, yeah. like all that stuff was oh, getting wow. played on the radio where, you know, but we look back at it. And so that's true. That might be the, to me, that might be the, the silver lining is that growing up right now, you're listening to all this God awful music and then you're going to get 20 years right. ahead and you're going to look back and you're going to talk about different music, different music than what, every, and then uh, never okay. tell anybody that you listen to that stuff. Got you. Like you won't Got tell you. anybody that you, you know, owned Tiffany on cassette. You won't, that won't be a thing that you <laughs> say to anybody. Uh, that's a good point. That is a good point. Cause when I look back, uh, on music, I do not. Yeah, that's true. Like, we, you know, we, in circles, you'll tell people that you owned purple rain, right? But you won't, you won't admit to if you had cameo. You right, know, that right. song was like the hottest song on planet Earth at one point. Was not was was the hottest song on planet Earth at one point. Just like your disco example, the the Weather Girls were, you know, it's raining men was yeah. a ginormous song, and many yeah. many people owned it. But now it's a joke. Right, right, YMCA right. Is now a joke, but people owned it back then. Mm-hmm. But we look back in a, in a different, you know, we look back at the seventies and we pick Rush and we pick. Uh, whoever we're, you know, whatever classic rock band, because that's that's where most people want to live and talk. Oh yeah, and, cl- and yeah. Forget that disco was even a thing. <laughs> that's true. 
and and I, I it feels like that when I talk about cyclicality, I think that's what it is. Is yeah. that you'll we'll look back at this and we won't tell anyone that we ever heard. You <laughs> know, what, know what, what does LMF- the box say? Nobody ever heard what LMFAO is. <laughs> Nobody ever heard the selfie song. That was not a thing. I hope so, man. I mean, you know, the end of the '80s was people learning that they didn't have to use synthesizers in every song. You know what I mean? And, and it's sort of like you learn what your technology is. And, and you learn what you can use and, you know, make yourself sound better. And I kind of think, I kind of hope that, you know, in an age where everything's di- digitized and, you know, the, the recording's different now and, 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 and everything's processed, that, that they use it better in the future. Well, the thing that it does, and that's why I wanted to have Adrian here, and we'll wrap this up here in a second, but the thing that it does is it, it takes down the barriers. You know, you, you can print your own music, you can start your own store, you can sell your own T-shirts, you don't need... The system, and that's obviously a huge benefit, a huge benefit. That is true. What we do with it is obviously the debate, but the technology is merely a tool, and as a tool, I think it's brilliant for musicians, brilliant, Mm. because you don't need permission anymore. You don't need a radio station, and you don't need a major label, and you don't need any of that stuff. I mean, you, you can make fun of Justin Bieber all you want, but this is a kid who he and his single mom were starving to death in Canada and he started making random videos on YouTube. You know, that kid didn't ask for permission. Right, he didn't right. go to tryouts like Britney Spears did. Yeah, I get it. He's a giant douchebag right now. I totally oh, get that. But yeah. the beginning of the story is a story about how technology can get you out of a situation if you use it properly. Oh, that's, that's, how, how can we end it better than that? That's a good moral. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Adrian Butler, thank you for joining us. Man, thank you for having me. And this uh, was I fun. Would, would this was fun. I would love to do this again. All right. Yeah. All right, thank man, you. Have, uh, uh, if people want to get a hold of you, obviously we, we talked early on in the podcast before everyone hear that Twitter is not the way because you never answer. But oh, man. Facebook, I, <laughs> Facebook is how to get a hold of you? Yeah, Facebook is cool. Adrian Butler, Facebook, or uh, A period, B period, because uh, it's AB. So when you start seeing AB stuff everywhere, that's that's myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good weekend, my friend. All right, you too.